You're tuned in to RX Radio. Movement prescribed. Brought to you by Prescript.com. A personalized approach to keeping you healthy and making your best even better. Your hosts, Dr. Jordan Shallow and Dr. Jordan Jinta. We're doing it. This is it. This is a long time in the making, man. This is um, this is two years. Yeah. This is two years now, according to the IRS. <laughs> yeah, fuck those this guys. This is two years worth of back taxes. Um, <laughs> but no, this is this is it. This is the. Uh, I'm not a fan of the word game changer, but the game has changed. <laughs> Things have changed. Things have changed. Things no, have changed. Um, this is this is the coming out party of sorts. <laughs> what is it? What is the? Uh, what's the one that uh, the 16 year old Spanish birthday? Oh, dude, or 15 year old Cinco like, Terra? Or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Quince, quince, quinceanera. I don't know. Man. Those are crazy, dude. Whenever you see like pink Humvees or like a stretch Hummer limos <laughs> in the Bay Area, it's like, oh, great. It's either like 50 Cent is in town or another Spanish girl just turned like 15 years old. It's like the Spanish bar mitzvah. All right. And it's a coming of age. All right. And what a transition as Prescript <laughs> transitions into a new phase of its of its adulthood. Um, Absolutely. I think, and you know what? So to people who are just trying to catch up to this. If you head to www.pre-script.com, all new, all different. We're no longer in the business of corrective exercise. Rather, we're switching over to the business of exercising correctly. Wow. Well, that was so a problem. harmonious. Yeah. Well, it's, beautiful. it's I just think, we, you know, we've, we've done the corrective exercise thing. We have our library. Now it's time with all the interest we've had about strength training programming. Yep. It was time for us to roll it out. So we've been working on this for, God, we've been working on the strength training side for at Too least, long. yeah, at least <laughs> at least a year yeah. now. So we're gonna run two initial veins of strength training programming through Prescript.com. So it's gonna be, you head on over to the website and you sign up and you become a member, and then you can get plugged into either the Olympic weightlifting or the powerlifting part of the programming, and it's gonna be an ongoing programming method and the nice thing with being an early adopter is you actually get to shape how and what subsets of the programs we begin to write moving forward so it's it's i I do a a fair bit of online coaching and it's it's a way to get online coaching in a sense that you get the programming from us you get the integration of the prescript corrective exercise library into corrective or into correct exercise periodization I think that's the big thing I ran into and you ran into with Prescript is we were trying to we were trying to put out house fires with like water guns sometimes <laughs> where it's like we would get messages like, hey, like hip pain feels great, shoulder pain feels great, but it's like once I stop doing it, it comes back. It's like, just send me your program. Like let me see what we're up against here. And it's like the frequency is insane. There's no load management. Like, obviously, you're going to get hurt when you run this style of programming. So it actually was starting to reflect poorly on us because if we had people who had kind of semi-intelligent exercise programming, load management, things like that, and were actually able to recover, then they saw great results. So with us, with the, with the rate limiter and a lot of people's progress being chronic overuse injuries or or just acute injuries from not taking the corrective exercise or the corrective exercise or the movement preparation side seriously, 
that's what hinders a lot of people's results. So what we've been able to do is take our library and now integrate it into proper progressions of exercise selection, I think is a bit, the biggest one as far as the program, the, um, the initial 12-week block of the powerlifting program that I wrote. It's like my apartment looks like, like Goodwill Hunting's house. There's like, there's just like, there's just like dry erase marker on mirrors and stuff, and there's reps and sets, and then you're calculating for load and doing percentages, and so there's uh, there's a lot of thought that's gone into these programs as far as like how can we make the most intelligent, progressive strength training program that can apply to most people because we've seen enough people either through the business online or in person to know where the common pitfalls are like how many how many patients do you think you've seen in practice a lot <laughs> over a thousand oh definitely yeah right so it's like we have you know the the sample size of our audiences with combined online thousands of barbell athletes and you can start to check off where people are going wrong in the way that they manage load in the way that they select for exercises in the way that they lack variability in their programming mm -hmm. and then what we've done is we've been able to actually systematize and program these progressions in a way that it's like okay this is if you're going to get strong and you're not going to get hurt doing it this is how you would go about doing it yeah I mean, I'm super excited for this because I'm just like you. I pour my heart into my programming, and I literally go through every single day, day by day, and as I'm writing it, I, I'm doing it in my head. I'm like, what is this program going to be like? What's the cumulative fatigue going to be like? How am I going to feel after these squats this day heading into my powers the next day and all this stuff? So it's it's a really exciting thing for me. It's something that, again, I've been doing for a little while, but I haven't been doing it on this scale. So I'm really excited to see what our first wave of adopters look like in this. And like you said, to uh, you guys can help us shape what the future of this is going to be. So we're going to um, – Facebook group is going to be a part of it. We're going to have a community around this. So if you guys are doing the programming, we'll be interacting with you guys. Um so you can give us our or your feedback on what you think, what you what you would like to see in the upcoming blocks, um, and it's just going to be an an ongoing program where you guys can sign up. Say you want to switch between, you're welcome to switch between between, and then we're going to have um, adjuncts to that. Or if you guys think you need to work on, you know, the weightlifters need to work on pooling strength or leg strength or overhead stability, then we'll we'll put in blocks where you guys can do that sort of thing too. Yeah, and I think the nice part about the adjuncts is that it's all in the same price. Like, it's all included. So, like, right. if you want to split away from, like, the regular scheduled programming and then go into something more specific, like, I mean, for example, what I already have in the pipe is an uh, eight-week hypertrophy program, which kind of gets you off the barbell and kind of instills a little bit more... Um, a little bit more of novelty stimulus, so it's going to be a. You're rarely going to see the exact same workout twice because we're not we're not existing in the realm of necessarily building technique adaptations or like uh, building technical proficiency because that's going to be something we really focus on in that in that strength block. So as we look to peak in those first twelve weeks, the, the exercise selection is going to vary and progress in a way that okay now in this peaking phase. We want to make sure that we're technically proficient, so we're going to have a higher frequency of the main competition lifts, but in a hypertrophy-style program where it's like 
the novelty adaptation is really the goal, like introducing new stimulus so that you can start to lay down new tissue. That's something that's really beneficial, but twofold. It's like, it's, it's novel in a sense that there's going to be a lot of stimulus variation. Intercept variability, I think is huge when it comes to hypertrophy style training. And that's like, you can have the same four by eight format of like a rep scheme. And if you add and vary tempo, accommodating resistance, um, even something as simple as like um, uh, rest periods or drop sets, rest pause sets, you can drive f four or five very different adaptations from that single rep scheme. So there's going to be like the devil is definitely going to be in the details when it comes to like a, a block, like a hypertrophy style adjunct. But even within like accessory work, and I think that's where that's where a lot of like the I don't want to say the magic happens, but that's where a lot of the injury prevention is going to be veiled is actually in the selection of the accessory works within the actual main program. Like, and I'm speaking from the powerlifting standpoint, but you're sitting there nodding your head Absolutely. when it comes to the Olympic weightlifting because I think we've seen it from every angle. We've seen it from a spectator of the sport. We've seen it from, you know, first and foremost, I think being extremely competitive within the sports that we're writing the programming for um, and then seeing it from the uh, a, a very different lens than most is the clinical perspective of like okay when we neglect doing these things these exercises that we don't consider to be necessarily um, a part or a mainstay a direct way of building strength in a in a uh, in a standardized model of a powerlifting program this is what we see Right, so in order to avoid those pitfalls, you can preemptively program these progressions in. Like, you know, people that people don't value, like a bicep curl, right? And the amount of variation and the intent in a bike. I know just as I know just as many powerlifters who can't squat because of their biceps, either either proximal at the shoulder or distal at the elbow, who can't squat because of their knees and hips. Well, it's like, all right, let's not even think about, you know, getting twenty-two inch arms. Let's think about training even like just think of training the joint train the elbow train the shoulder to have some sort of resiliency some sort of strategy laid down that when they're under load they at least have a resiliency in some sort of position and that's been trained in isolation so i think the thing i'm most excited to see is taking power lifters out of their comfort zone and two, the nice thing with the accessory movements that they're a little bit more focused in like the hypertrophy realm because I think uh, the way I look at programming is this three Venn diagram model that I've talked about in the past where it's like, I'm not going to use the word endurance, but let's call it work capacity, strength, and then coordination and stability. So we have like, uh, like isolation in like hypertrophy. We have integration and strength and coordination and stability. So think of those three things, right? So strength is integration. Uh, hypertrophy is isolation and stability is coordination. So those three major pillars of like, imagine these three circles waving in on each other in powerlifting, like load is going to be the king, right? Like load adding weight is going to be the, so here's the thing. Adding load is going to be the biggest thing. Adding load and adding weight are not necessarily the same thing. If you, if we open up and the program is interesting in, in the sense that there's a progression of resistance, but it's a progression of resistance across a progression of actual exercise selection. So you can, you're subjectively kind of opening up on each exercise. Like we're really kind of towards the end of each kind of like mesocycle within the, within the tr bigger program. 
you're you're under heavy loads, but you're not necessarily under maximal bar weight until the very end, right? Because we progress the actual exercise selection. So it's like you're not just going light on low bar squats for 12 weeks and then going fucking ham or eight weeks and going ham the last four weeks on low bar squats. It's like you're constantly pushing the envelope in in, in movement patterns that are going to be more purposefully challenging under lighter weights, which will result still in heavy load because of like the mechanics behind the lift. So there's a ton. And when I say a ton, like an absolute fucking ton of thought that went into picking and progressing, like the amount of like, it's funny because we're both the same. Like we're not, not that we're not tech savvy, but like we're meat and potatoes. Like this thing starts with a pen and a pad, like every single time. The amount of fucking like, crumpled up pieces of paper I have just like thrown at the garbage can in the corner of the office like nah, nah it doesn't work fuck <laughs> so I think that's going to be the really interesting thing is introducing people and the nice thing too is like if you're if you're more of like an aesthetic focused person like if you're more concerned with like bodybuilding and looking to build strength you'll be familiar more so with some of the accessory movements and if you're wanting to get not like an intro to powerlifting but I would say the program is a little bit more advanced. Not that an, an introductory lifter or a novice lifter couldn't really benefit from this. But the thing is, in, like new lifters benefit from a, like Experience. Any, anything. Yeah, yeah, right? So, you know, we're, we're going to try and do more than just foster you for months, after, like months on end, right? We're going to actually try and push the envelope from a, like a cognitive standpoint of like, okay, if all we really did was focused on you not getting hurt for three months or four or six months, however long you stay a member with us, you would see progress inevitably, right? And even the most basic program, like programming out there can, can do that. But it's like, how do we beat that? Yeah. How do we bring more, like more results in a shorter period of time? And I think being able to look at the programming from these three different avenues or these three to through these three different lenses, I think is really going to accelerate people's progress who otherwise thought they may have been stalled and then don't want to really go the route of like individualized coaching. So I think this is going to be kind of a, a really good middle ground. And I'm excited for like, like the community aspect in the sense that like, you know, live Facebook Q and A's, things like that. So we will be able to scale like, if you guys have questions about the program, like, cause the biggest thing that I foresee is certain implementations, right? Like if you don't have a certain bar, if you don't have this, it's very accessible then to like, Hey, I don't have, um, I don't have access to blocks. It's like, okay, here are there variations or here are substitutes. Right. So I think being able to have access to me and you is, is going to be huge as far as making sure that it's about, to me, it's about what stimulus are you trying to drive? Right. And that's exercises are tools to drive stimulus for you to adapt. And it's the adaptation of that stimulus that I'm worried about. If I can drive that in three different ways and you don't have access to the way that's in the program, sometimes it's not an obvious substitution. But if I deem an exercise to be driving of the same stimulus, whether it's metabolic, whether that stimulus is like, you know, metabolic or energy system wise or um, muscle group focus or something like that. If we can find a way for you to keep driving that stimulus with whatever you have at your, at your access, I think that's a really interesting part too, is like that community will allow you to kind of see a frequently asked questions. So likely if, if you thought of it, someone else thought of it as well. And then to just like 
and like you mentioned, like how do we move this forward? What do you guys want to see? Like you know, we can we'll put up polls. Do you guys? I mean, I'm thinking deadlift out of the out of the gate. So as the 12 week, and here's the thing: it's it's a 12 week initial block, but that programming keeps going, right? So if you want to stay, like you don't want to do a, a hypertrophy adjunct program, you don't want to do a deadlift or whatever we decide on as a group to move forward with a new style of programming. That that initial phase keeps going right that initial program is something that's going to evolve and regress and progress and go through cycles on its own but the specificity aspect especially being an early adopter like if you if you start up with us now you can actually begin to mold kind of the group's thought because the thing is we want to we want to know what our lifters want right and then we want to attract lifters who want the same thing so if you guys are in the program you guys are doing us kind of a huge favor because that's market research. It's like they, hey, I want to do, like I want a squat cycle. Okay, sweet. And then we can go out to the rest of the world. Like, hey guys, we just wrote this wicked awesome squat cycle and then we can get other people who like squat cycles into the program and all as well. Fucking love squat cycles. Oh, man. <laughs> we got to give them Russian names though. That's yeah. what we got to do. That's yeah. the one thing. It's like, I don't think we have like the flashiest names <laughs> for our programming. Like it's just, we have two veins right now, Olympic lifting and powerlifting. Yep. Um, but I think the, the flash is going to come from the, the results. Yeah, and, and I think the biggest thing is every day from start to finish is programmed for you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think having the prescript library and having so many years of experience of movement preparation, so like your workouts don't start with, you know, take for example, like front squats. Your workouts start with the movement preparation and the video descriptions of how we're going to prepare for front squats. So whether that's, you know, we're going to go through the mobility, we're going to go through the stability, and now we're going to program the strength side as well. And that's kind of what we're all about, where it's like before we just kind of did the mobility stability side of things and, and we let the strength kind of, you know, to each their own kind of, uh, you know, program for, but now we can in-house the entire process. So we don't have those variables that we were seeing before when we were just doing the movement prep stuff. Right. It's like, we don't really know what we were preparing people for. We were kind of arming them for like, good luck. Right. <laughs> but now we can be very specific. So uh, I find when I program this way, the the movement prep stuff actually becomes less and less, right? Where some of like if you were to buy like the lower body reset program before, and and that's a nice thing is if you out of the gate if you want one of your adjunct programs to be a corrective to kind of double down on, a, on an issue you've been having, you can do that. So you can run the four week lower body reset in conjunction with your like powerlifting or Olympic lifting programming that you get through the app directly so you'll be linked to the programs you want. And then you can double down on dysfunction in your first four weeks or do an overhaul program in your first six weeks or do a midline strength in conjunction with your powerlifting or Olympic lifting program. So it's like it's not like we've abandoned full stop on the corrective exercise thing. And I definitely think there's going to be people who benefit from utilizing both pieces out of the gate. But the goal with and I think this is where a lot of people in the corrective exercise space get lost is the goal is the game is strength, right? That's the fucking game. We're not, we're not making mobility the game. We're not making stability the game. Strength is the fucking game. Now go out there and win the fucking game. You know what I mean? It's like you're looking for minimum effective dose, right? And if you are programming in, a, in an intelligent way the load that follows 
the movement prep, you have to prepare, you can prepare more concisely and more accurately for what you're going to come to rather than the spray and pray shotgun shell approach. Yeah, absolutely. And I think before what we were doing, um, if I'm going to program for you corrective exercises, I'm going to give you the, you know, a ton of shit, yeah. right? That's my job is I'm going to make it so that you're fucking bulletproof. But then if you're, like you're saying, going out and doing some done shit other than that, it's not really going to work that well. But now by completing the process, start to finish, you know, you're going to know what you're going to do for warm up. The second you come in that gym, you're going to be prepared for whatever we have programmed for that day, whether it's a heavy day, light day, technique day, you're going to be moving better because we know what you're doing to get ready for that. Yeah. And then it's, it's uh, programmed with an intent uh, to get you through and progress you through in a way that's going to drive progress. So... Uh, one of my favorite things about the the initial 12-week block of the weightlifting cycle is that I tried to make that funnel as big as possible at the top. So it doesn't matter if you've been listing, lifting 10-plus years or this is you know your first six months. I There's an opportunity in there for everyone to progress as much as possible. There's kind of uh, midway check-in points where that allow you to test as you go through because it might take someone that's been lifting – 10 plus years, it might take them 12 weeks to, to put one kilo on their snatch. But someone that's been lifting six months, they might be able to, after the first three weeks, they might be able to hit a PR on their snatch. Yeah. So there's kind of some checkpoints along the way that allows everyone to, to make sure they're at the levels, their numbers are where they need them to be to keep progressing through the, the program. And I think that's the best part, man, is like the programs are written in a way where it's... Like it's not coaching in the sense that it's well, it's as one on one. It's as true to one on one coaching as you're going to get with the the Facebook group, the access, the Facebook lives, the Q and As, the webinars, the the exclusive YouTube stuff, and on top of that, the, writing the programs in a way that person A and person B are going to go through the same progressions, but not necessarily have the same. Like built into the powerlifting program is, I don't really like the idea of working off old. Uh, like one rep maxes. I think it's a really antiquated notion. Like you do a lot of things to be like on a test day to be prepared and that doesn't necessarily transfer over into your strength. So I think doing baseline metrics within the program itself at, at and like I've over the years kind of worked up very close, very tight kind of not equations, but like percentages based off submax work. So like, some of your program, like in the program, it waves on which, like where we're going to start working at submax work to then progressively overload based off percentages of that submax work. So we're not going to do percentage work based off of, uh, you know, your last one rep max or we're going to eyeball it or ballpark it. What we're going to do is like, all right, we're going to work up to a six rep max and then the, the subsequent four or five weeks, depending on what exercise and what, what part of the wave we're in, then what we're going to do is we're gonna utilize percentages of the strength that we know is there, right? And because it's not about like, and I think there's a lot of people miss the boat. Is like it, like you're not gonna miss reps, right? It's not meant to miss reps. It's meant to be fast, right? And it's meant to overcome, and then it's meant to progress the position, right? And so that's that's the biggest thing I find with powerlifting program is hyper specificity, right? Hyper specificity to the competition lifts. It's like what I I deem I deem secondary lifts like your technique work front squatting is your technique work right high bar squatting is your technique work 
incline dumbbell pressing is your technique work. That not like, hey, we're gonna go light on bench and we're just gonna go like, you know, we're gonna have a day where we have three by three at sixty percent, and we're just gonna focus on technique. It's like, no, 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 no. Technique matters where it's tested. So what you want to do is actually lay down strength and strategies in these positions where. If you, when you're tested, you begin to deviate and f- try and find that path of least resistance, you'll have reinforced in isolation where that path of least resistance should be. And it's in a plane that stays true with the bar path where you're trying to execute. I think that's where a lot of, and again, I don't want to say like where other programs go wrong. I kind of want to just focus on what our thought process is in writing our programs. But I think that's, that's one of the biggest caveats. And I'm going to keep doubling back to is like one of the things that, you know, a, a catchphrase is accessory work because accessories work, right? So I think that's kind of a big part of the programming is like, it's almost like, you know, it's the grinding your vegetables up in your spaghetti sauce kind of thing. It's like you don't realize that a large benefit of the injury prevention, load management and corrective exercise actually comes from all the bulk of the workout volume itself, putting you in these positions under load, you know, using different mediums from from kettlebell to dumbbell to barbell to body weight to elicit that you know again that different stimulus and then progress that to a point where then when we go to start putting up bigger numbers you're going to start to realize like oh shit i've never really like you know i haven't been grinding reps but i've been building strength because there's more to building strength than just putting weight on the bar right we're progressing load and there's a difference love it Love it, yeah. That's one of the biggest parts uh, about injury prevention too is not necessarily um, just getting stronger, but moving outside of those planes in which you are going to be stressing your body to reinforce those movement patterns, if that makes sense. So you're trying to to get rid of any asymmetries or any strength imbalances that you have um, that are going to affect you, especially at those higher percentages because anytime there's imbalance, that's going to lead to injury if it's not corrected eventually. Yeah, I think like the emphasis on unilateral work and this, I think this is where the hyperspecificity comes in, is in the selection. Because, dude, the amount of programming that I've seen from like maybe my personal, like my, my online coaching clients that I, that I take on and I manage personally, I like to get a really good snapshot of where they're coming from. So I'll start like, Intake form, lifestyle, history, uh, you know, ergonomics, things like that. And then from there, okay, let's see what the training history looks like. Give me your last strength training program. And it's like, bro, dude. <laughs> and that, honestly, like, it was, it was twofold. It's like, you know, both of us, given our backgrounds, like, in athletics and in strength and conditioning, like, I think programming is something that we take very seriously. And I yeah. think when you start to see it done so haphazardly, it, it, it you almost feel obligated to 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 raise the bar right yeah. cuz like the dude i've literally hand to fucking god and i can't make this shit up i've seen powerlifting programs that where the day is titled fluff and buff fuck yourself you do not sell a program to someone like what are you throwing away a training day you're throwing <laughs> away, and it's like it is all your choice selection of exercises like hip abduction adduction machine for a fucking powerlifting program? Are you kidding me? Under the title fluff and buff, what the fuck am I reading right now? Like, are you? Do you have a brainstem? Like, what an opportunity to have a like a focused accessory day 
where it's like, okay, we're going to hit like maybe an incline dumbbell curl, get that shoulder into a bit of extension, spend 60 to 90 seconds with scap retraction and depression, really open up the front of those shoulders. We're going to hit rear delt flies because you're a wider grip bencher. We're going to do them with a fixed scapula because when you bench, the scapula doesn't move. So we're functionally training that position of the, of the, the function of that rear delt as it functions when we bench press. And then we're going to hit something like uh, – like a, maybe like a landmine press to get the serratus going, to get the upward rotation of the scapula. Like what a fucking beautiful day that sounds like. I want to know if anyone listening right now noticed that when you talk about programming and accessory work, you sound just like you do when you speak about cheesecake. It's the same thing. I get the same <laughs> warm feeling inside. Like, but it just fucking drives me nuts. Like I see this and it's like, well, here's your problem. Like, Sure, you know, there's you're basically running like progressive overload, waving volume and intensity. That's fine. That fucking works. It works if you can keep the train on the tracks. And what keeps exactly. the train on the tracks is is the fucking is the nitty gritty. Is like, all right, what's going on behind the scenes? What's fucking working to keep this engine going? Mm-hmm. And it's just like when you call it fluff and but like, oh, like delta exercise of your choice, or like tricep extension of your choice. And it's like, no, 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 no. I decide. I decide because that makes a difference. You know why? Because I'm going to get you in the single arm overhead dumbbell ex- tricep extension because it's going to force that upward rotation of the scapula. It's going to keep your shoulder in an externally rotated position for 45 to 60 seconds a set for four sets. That's more external rotation that you're going to be in in like the rest of your week because you're all internally rotated. So it's like you can do a rope tricep extension, sure. What a waste of opportunity that is, right? Why, why are you going to drive? Like the adaptation isn't necessarily... Your rate limiter isn't going to be the size of your tricep. It's going to be my fucking elbows hurt when I bench. That's going to be it, right? I know more. Like I don't know people who get to a peaking cycle, and the rate limiter actually be their inability to express or to to exert force. Like no one just fails; they just get to a point where it's like something hurts, and that's what slows them down. Yeah, it's because they haven't considered, like you know, in what's deemed as like, oh, you know, arms are flashy. It's like. Yeah, they're all show, all go, man. Like you can fucking, you can train them to be big, but you can train them in positions that complement the main lifts. And I think like that is where like the the hyper specificity comes in. Like own your squat technique. And that's the other thing too. Like with the Facebook group, you're not sure, throw it out to the group because I guarantee you with the people that listen to this podcast, the people that are signing up, the people that we work with, you're going to have me and you overlooking it for sure. You're going to have, 20, 30, 40, everyone else in that group is going to be a cut above the standard lifter, right? If you put up with our bullshit on the podcast, <laughs> if, so you listen, true, right? like, if you listen to <laughs> stuff so that we say, like, you, you're, you're in this for the long term, right? Yep. You're in this, like you, you've done your research. Like we have no business being ranked on iTunes in the United States. Like how fucking crazy is that? Like of all the podcasts in America in the fitness podcast, we rank in the top 100 routinely. Why? Because we have crazy fuckers like you guys that listen that are down with the message, which is like this shit fucking matters. Like what some if you think this is too complicated, then this programming isn't necessarily for you. It is the requisite amount of detail to make scalable progress long term. So if you want to make scalable progress, you know where to find us. Go to the website, you sign up, plug you into the Facebook group, get you started on what program you choose, and then you get to start to interact and 
tailor how this program is going to better fit what you want to see from your training, and then we can all sort of build it up together. Stoked, just, man. Just drop the mic. Stoked. Just like, drop so it, dude. Fucking, drop it on I'm the getting ground. cheesecake after this. <laughs> you believe that? Oh man. I just think, yeah, I'm really like uh, this is going to be something that's been it's something that's been in the works for a long time. Yeah. It's something that we're excited to share. It's something that I think is missing in the space right now. Like we struggle with names. Creativity. We do we don't we we got a good partnership going though. Like we're we are good partners in the sense like even RX radio, like if I were to take a picture of the te- the text message thread that oh, led to our it was stupid. compromise, it was the Webster dictionary definition of compromise. <laughs> it was beautiful. We were both content with it. But I think because again, we're not good with marketing, we're not good with names, what we're good at is strength training programming. I think this what makes this unique is this is strength and conditioning sports specific to Olympic weightlifting and powerlifting, yep. right? It's not necessarily powerlifting programming in the conventional sense that that term and that, and that execution has been bastardized and done to death, right? I think what we have is sports specific programming for the sports of powerlifting and strength and conditioning. And there's a difference because I think you need to respect the environment. And I think that's where a lot of people don't, they look at the spreadsheet. They don't look at the barbell. They don't look at the athlete. And I think us having so many different vantage points of the barbell and the athlete allows us to really respect the environment that that person's going into and being able to better prepare them for the outcome that they're after. Stoked. Stoked, man. It's going to be good stuff. I'm excited to see some people hit some PRs. It's going to yeah. be awesome. No, and, and I think that's going to be the biggest thing is like, you know, this is first iteration. If we're, if we're missing the boat, if the volume's too high, if the intensity's too high, and we're kind of getting a consensus across the board, although I think we've done our market research already, we've done programming for so many people already that right. the changes have already been made. Now you guys get to reap the benefit of those changes. I think that's going to be something that you really, um, there's a value in that, that, you know, people have died for your sins already. <laughs> I have overshot percentages before and go, that's on me. Yeah, no, no, that's totally, that. that's going to be a mislift for Jordan in his book. Don't, don't worry about that. Yeah. But I think now being able to have, bring a polished product to the gate, I think integrating the corrective exercise, I think having a conscious mind about accessory programming. And then I think too, and the main piece of it, having, a, a insightful uh, thought process when it comes to, okay, how do we not just progress load in the same movement, but how do we progress the movements themselves to better, right? Rather than just going low bar, squat, deload, low bar, squat, deload, low bar, squat, deload. It's like, okay, well, squatting is just a pattern. Like, why don't we just use variations of the squat to elicit stimulus in certain places that we're going to need when we get into that low bar position, right? So I think that's where a lot of the, uh, a lot of the magic is... <laughs> is kind of woven into it from like, you know, the main driving stimulus being that strength piece of that main exercise to the accessory movements being preparing us for what's to come. Like, again, you don't pass to where the player is, you pass to where he's going. And that's going to be where a lot of the accessory movement goes. And then all, then the interset variability that comes with that. Like there's a, there's so many layers to this and it's like, how does this, how does this exercise fit in the day? How does this day fit in the week? How does this week fit in the mesocycle? How does this cycle fit in a 12-week progression? And then moving past that, how do we then adapt from where, we're, where we are to where we want to go? What is the roadmap? And what are the different paths we're going to use to get there? 
Stoked, man! Really excited. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't want to—I don't want to beat a dead horse. So, I think if you guys are interested, I mean, it's something that we're going to bring up in the future. And then, two exclusive content for members. So, if you guys have questions, Q and A stuff, we'll go on Facebook Live and things like that, just for you guys to answer all your questions as they come in. Um, so, head on over to www.predashscript.com um, and sign up. It's going to be on the main page. Um, and then we'll get plug into the Facebook group. If you have questions, email us info at pre scriptcom Um, and if you sign up and you have questions, then you know, it's pretty much access to us, uh, 24 seven via the Facebook group. And yeah, just excited to kind of see what we can do with this thing and, and, and kind of build a team here. Like this is, this is doomsday planning at the end of the day. Like <laughs> when, when that, when shit goes south and North Korea does what North Korea is going to do. Team prescript <laughs> gonna carry this bitch on his shoulders. My man. money's on them. Yeah, dude. Like this is this is like Space Jam All Star Team kind of <laughs> stuff. We're shoring up the offensive line a little bit here. So I just I'm really excited to be able to work just with more people. Yeah. Like uh, you know the the the, the impetus of prescript as a corrective exercise platform was a way to scale our office online, right? What are the dysfunction patterns we're seeing in our, in person? Where is, where are these pain triggers coming from and how can we avoid them? It's like, okay, then we sat down with pen and a pad and we wrote out seven different programs and then we released it out into the world and fucking 50 countries later and however many hundreds of people, like now it's time to switch gears and really ramp things up because we were we were lucky enough to be able to be trusted by enough people with something as to them in that moment really important like corrective exercises is, is is no laughing matter and it's also not very flashy right there's people came to us who was almost like a last ditch effort like i've tried everything what where, what's this about okay i'll try it and they try it and it works it's like oh well, yeah cuz we, we get it like we've seen it from a clinical perspective we see it from a lifting perspective now getting to open that up to people who are like maybe not necessarily in pain who are maybe worried about pushing the envelope we're, we're giving you permission to get strong because we're giving you the Love tools it. that you, will allow you to do that devoid of any sort of hesitation within your own programming it's like listen we walk this road a thousand fucking times at least a thousand times right with a thousand different people Here's how we're gonna do it, and then if you have questions, we're we're here. And dude, I'm telling you, I think the value in this is going to be getting everyone in the same place, getting people who are down with the message of mobility, stability, strength in the same fucking Facebook group, on the same page, because it's like I am imagining even now, like some of the stuff I'll put up on on Facebook or uh, Instagram. When it comes to answering questions, all the time I get there, three or four people have already answered the question. Like someone will ask me a question in a comment thread or something. Hey, what do you think? And someone will go like, oh, well, in this episode, he referenced this, but I think maybe a permutation could be this. And I was like, dude, what he said, like that was fucking (laughs) awesome. So I think being able to get like a bunch of intuitive lifters in the same place is going to make everyone ourselves even stronger. So I think that's going to be the biggest thing. So one last time without being dead horse, www.pre-script.com sign up and we'll see you guys in the facebook group and then we'll go from there all right